My name is Nika Rashan, CEO of Ask Anika LLC, and you're listening to Cut to the Chase. Stepping out beyond boundaries takes courage and the ability to dream. We are excited to share our new audio podcast called Cut to the Chase. The structure of this podcast embodies open dialogue with friends, family, and professional colleagues talking about things that impact our ability to thrive. We hope that you will join our unscripted, unbridled podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cut to the Chase, episode 101. Wow, what a magical, triumphant success that Cut to the Chase has had within the past 12 months that we are now recording our 101 episode. And we have brought forth a featured guest today which is rather unique to the title of this podcast, which is called Jack of All Trades, that I think we're going to have some fun as we're kicking off season five of Cut to the Chase podcast. And so as I've stated, today's episode is entitled Jack of All Trades. And I know a lot of people are going, Greg, you come up with these crazy titles. We don't know if you're pulling this out of the air or you've got some magic crystal ball that you remarkably make these things happen. But follow with me on this one, people. And I assure you that you will be in for the ride, or should I say the journey. So I'm going to open up by basically saying the old cliche of Jack of all trades master of none or master of one. If you are a master of one, you'll soon be the master of none. Times are changing, but being the jack of all trades or better, master of many. Now, there's always been a fallacy of jack of all trades, master of none. Jack of all trades has always been kind of this ideology phase that has been, it's it's somewhat become persuasive in the overall development. And it's really kind of signified that instead of being a jack of all trades, people kind of classified as being a generalist. And so what we've seen in a lot of trends with regards to specialization, particularly like in leadership, if you think about the old times where people had to dabble in multiple fields in facts, and create several fields, it's very similar to uh, Plato and Aristotle, who basically wrote about fields where diversity, science, arts, politics, social science, rhetoric, and multiple things that we can only characterize now as being jack of all trades. People tend to look down on multi-talented, even the phrase of jack of all trades, master of none, has been persuaded in society as a negative cliche. But there's a lot of hidden perks when it comes to being a jack of all trade. And there are reasons why you may consider the notion of jack of all trades can be equally successful. 
Now, I know I've said a mouthful and everybody's going, Greg, this is crazy. But, you know, our featured guest today is a very special lady. And she comes as an experienced content creator, marketer, host, and producer with a demonstrated history of working in the entertainment industry. She's also a strong entrepreneurial professional with a bachelor's degree focused in communication, media studies, management, and a minor from Pace University. She has always had a knack for reading people. Over the years, her unique, authentic skills has made her the go-to person for advice from dating and relationship, career help, travel, cooking, and many other things. She's fulfilled her destiny as a lifestyle guru. The CEO and lifestyle brand using the platform Ask Anika to provide sensible advice on everyday issues. Ask Anika, uh, Ask Anika is a lifestyle brand geared and targeted towards women and men interested in conversation and social topics through Ask Anika. Viewers get the opportunity to write in with hopes of assistance in daily lives and issues. She is passionate about being an entrepreneur and a businesswoman, mentoring on relationships, career, love, and travel, as I've said before, plus self-improvement. She's also had a past of working as a professional matchmaker. For years, she has advised in all of these different fallacies, and she's been come to known as the jack of all trades because she is multiple, multiply, hands down, manage multiple projects from TV production to reality TV to hosting new ventures and creating podcasts, ebooks, and navigating the lifestyle choice ultimately to bring forth the best in you. And without further ado, I would like to introduce our featured guest and ask if she has any opening remarks, Miss Anika Rashawn Walker. How are you doing today? Hi, Gregory. I am doing amazing. Um, so excited for you. 101st episode. That's extremely um, amazing and um, such a great accomplishment. And I'm so happy to, to be here and kind of chat a little bit about my background and kind of let people get to know me a little bit more and what it's like to be a jack of all trades and how it can benefit you in life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, certainly welcome to the Cut to the Chase family. Uh, this topic is certainly based on your bio and based on all of the great experience that you've had, you know, from from all the things you've done in your lifestyle brand certainly really resonates with, you know, you being a jack of all trades. And so as we jump into our first question, let's talk a little bit about how did you get into basically content creating, marketing, hosting, and producing? I mean, was that something that you originally aspired to do, or is that something that came by way of interest? Uh, talk to us a little bit about that. Of course. Um, well, you know, I'd like to say I wasn't, I didn't start off being a jack of all trades, but I feel like it was always in my blood. <laughs> and I say mm-hmm. that because, you know, I come from a a family where my father is a jazz musician, but then also is an educator. And my mother, you know, she's an interior designer, but then, you know, also, you know, works uh, for United. Um, So it's just kind of like, I've always have been 
involved in a lot of different things, a lot of different cultures, seen a lot of different people, and have always been pushed to try anything I've ever wanted to try. So for me, I always thought that that was just the way of life, not just the way that I was being you know, brought up. So if there was every, anything I ever had an interest in, I was always pushed to try it out. And if I don't like it, then move on to something else. And that's how you'll find your true passion in life, because you'll stick with it because you want to, not because you have to. Thank you very much for sharing that that with our with our audience. <clears throat> now, one of the things that we kind of captured was your knack for being able to read people. And it's rather interesting because in a lot of cases, when you are identified as a jack of all trade, you know, that is one of the quintessential uh, skills that people say you have to have because you have to be able to be a person of a frame of mind of understanding and a person of persuasiveness and the ability to influence. And so from your standpoint, when did you discover you had this knack for reading people? Was that a young adolescent age or was that later on in life? And what was that epiphany like to you when you were able to say that I've got this hidden gem that I can utilize? Um, this is a great question. I definitely want to say I have noticed um, my knack for reading people at a very young age. I want to say probably even younger than some of my memories can serve me, so less than five years old. Um, and I say that because I have always been told by all family and friends around me since I've been born that I am a very empathetic person. Not mm -hmm. sympathetic, even though I am, but very empathetic, meaning that I don't only feel for others, but I actually I take on and I personally feel what other people are feeling. And I think to be empathetic, you have to basically read between the lines um, and be able to, you know, read people really well and take, you know, certain things into consideration. So, um, you know, I definitely think that it was something that I just came across naturally, just, you know, being an empathetic person from birth. Wow. Wow. That's uh, that's quite intriguing uh, to 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 realize that at a at a very young age and and have the uh, the 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 notion that uh, there was you know this this gift that you could utilize and and it looks like it's really carried you quite far and so my next question really kind of relates to <clears throat> as we talk about you know the multifaceted disciplines and skills and benefits and all the things that that you you combine when you talk about a jack of all trade, your platform and who you are and your lifestyle brand kind of goes into a multitude of different directions. And I guess what I'm trying to, to ask here is, what is the synergy between dating and relationship, career help, travel, cooking, and, 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 and some of the other things that you all have kind of bottled up into your Ask Anika life brand. What is the synergy there? What is the common thread that keeps all of those things interesting to you and, and keep you motivated to continue to deal with the day-to-day -day challenges as you move forward with your brand? I mean, that's a great question. I would probably say you know, I've, I've, I wouldn't necessarily say it has to do with being a spiritual person. I would say that it has to do with, you know, having confidence. And I think 
if anything, I would let, let's bring it back to spiritual a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not someone who, you know, necessarily says this is how, you know, X, Y, and Z is how you live your life. But I am a very big advocate on, you know, living your life the way you want to live it. And mm-hmm. I think that that's kind of how my career path went. Um, you know, whether I'm giving relationship advice or working as a matchmaker or whether I'm traveling to Thailand and, and living abroad for two years, there may not be an actual correlation between those two activities, but the the push behind it, the motivation behind it is still coming from the same place, which is, you know, we all, you know, live only but for so many years. And, you know, I want to be able to be very old and kind of, you know, look back on my life and just lay in bed and just smile. And I want to smile because everything that I've ever wanted to do, I've tried, even if it has been once, that right there in itself will make me feel like I've lived a nice, full and successful life. So for me, I think it's about, you know, not having any regrets. And for me, not having any regrets means means being able to take risks and, you know, try something even if it's once. Sure, sure. You know, as uh, as I'm listening to you speak, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, the correlation between, number one, you know, your ability to read people. And the other facet to that is how all of these things are kind of strung together. I mean, you focused it in on having no regrets and the spirituality aspect of it. But I'm going to segue here just one second and kind of transcend a a little bit into how I view my own professional aspect, because I have, you know, three different companies and they're, they're all uniquely different. And some of your skills that I see in you are some of the same skills that I also see in myself, you know, one being the knack to read people or, or kind of, you know, as, as they would say, you know, predict, you know, how things are going to go to, to a certain extent. And so for me, the uniqueness comes down to what I consider to be my passion for, you know, wanting to do things right. Uh, my passion for wanting to coach and help and guide and teach others and, and kind of mentor, uh, in a way that helps them yield the results that, um, that they desire to have. And, you know, that really kind of is the underlining, you know, the underpinning mantra behind each and every last one of my companies that I own is, is, is the basis of that and, and, and the willingness to give before I receive, because I know if I give before I receive, typically will come back tenfold. And I know, you know, I'm, I'm also my Christianity as well, you know, but certainly, you know, I have really focused in on, on those things as being kind of the, the, the priority for me to, to really move my brands forward. And, and it's just like, just like very much like with you. I mean, I, I believe that you are, you're helping people overcome, you know, in a, in a very sensible and and an advisory way on everyday issues, which is along the same lines of kind of what I do, you know, on a management consultancy side, I'm doing it for bigger businesses on cut to the chase. We're bringing a platform and a voice for those to be able to gravitate to, to basically listen to things that everyday people talk about, you know, and as we talked about earlier, it's, it's not, it's not preconceived or premeditated in any aspect of that. 
And then in my other company is really to kind of bring forth that unity and togetherness that allows for us to have a more harmonizing way and balance to be able to enjoy being in each other's presence in the same environment. So, I mean, there's a lot of similarities there. I mean, I I think it's great. And, um, you know, I admire you for what you're doing right now and and literally the cross-cutting aspect of it because, uh, you know, one of the things that was kind of interesting to me was the uh, the dating and the relationship piece. And I want to drive down into that just a little bit. What what drove you to really focus in on dating and relationships? Because those two things can be very, very tricky. You know, one side you can be you can be a married couple and you're in, you know, a long-term relationship. And then the other side, you can kind of be out there playing the field. So just out of curiosity, um, with your advisory services and coaching that you also provide, what draws you to the dating and relationship piece? Yeah, you know, I think that, you know, what drew me to to work in, in relationships and, um, and matchmaking, I think it was the fact that I feel as though we live in a society where, you know, a lot of people think that there's, you know, a certain way to date or certain rules when it comes to dating, um, or just certain guidelines when it comes to falling in love. And the thing is, is that all of those things may be true in some way, shape or form, but then all those things can easily be thrown out the window because love is unpredictable. Um, Mm -hmm. and I feel as though you have to have an open mind to be able to welcome all of the beautiful things in life. Uh, and I feel like being able to be that person that already knows that they have an open mind to give guidance, um, and assurance that, you know, things may not look like this, but that doesn't mean it, it won't end up like this will give ease to, you know, whatever potential client that I may have, because I've seen, Mm -hmm. you know, really crazy things. Um, and I think that a lot of the time people are, they feel secure in, you know, following a to-do list or a step-by-step list, um, because it makes them feel like they're doing everything that's right or, you know, and which is nice. But then I also think there's a downfall to that, which is, you know, if something doesn't visually look exactly how they expected, then they may not be excited about something or someone or an opportunity. And I think that you can find positivity in places you'd never imagine. And so I think that it's my job to kind of give that out of the box you know, creative perspective. So I, I wanted to kind of go into this field because I wanted to be that person for, you know, my clients. I wanted to be that person who I know would, you know, kind of give them a, a, a unique point of view that I feel like realistically, you know, they're probably not getting other places. So that's why I feel like matchmaking was definitely something that I feel like I can, you know, change the way people think in a way, um, of course, for the better. And then, you know, just to be open. Right, right, right. You know, I I don't want you to take this out of context, and certainly I don't want you to throw a, a virtual heel shoe at me. You know, through through this podcast. But you know, the one thing that I thought about because when I think about you know, there's there used to be these shows about matchmaking and things like that. It reminds me of that Will Smith movie Hitch, and I don't know if you've ever seen that, but but it was like you know sometimes. I see those things and I'm going, you know, the sincerity of what is 
what is really put forth in you know trying to bring like you stated the 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 good side of people out and not necessarily be focused in on you know the cookie cutter you know get the volume through make the money and move on because i've i've seen that too I've seen, that's literally everywhere in the world today uh as as they call it kind of self-serve but uh but certainly you know i admire you for for the um the understanding and the appreciation for for what you're doing there because it it does take a a very empathetic a very compassionate individual to really um, be successful in that field and really do it from the goodness of their heart and have the type of sincerity that people are needing, particularly when they're second guessing and doubting themselves. And so I truly, truly, truly commend you for that. Thank you. Um, and I, I also wanted to bring up, you know, you mentioned Hitch. So, you know, I think that that's a great example because of course, first look at the movie, you know, you see Will Smith, uh, he plays, you know, a very suave character. You know, he's helping his client basically um, have, you know, f- fall in love with this, um, you know, very pristine, you know, upper mm-hmm. crust, um, you know, female. And, you know, as you saw, you know, yes, there were certain things that, you know, maybe needed to change, such as like, you know, his dance moves or, you know, what he was wearing, but it really wasn't the physical things. It wasn't the things that, you know, were actually shown in the movie. It was more so like him going through those experiences to get him to speak up, to say, you know what, I, you know, don't like this or I dance this way and I'm okay with it, or I wear this and I feel confident. It was more so about putting him in situations to build his confidence rather than putting him in these situations to change him to be someone that he's not. So I think that that was like the whole underlying part of the movie. And I would definitely say that's a a great sum um, or visual approach to basically how I go about doing things. It's very much about, you know, showing people the magic they have within themselves. And, you know, of course, reiterating that if the right person will find them and they will find the right person. You know, if you have to try that hard, then, you know, something's wrong and it's all about the magic that's within you. And I think that that movie was, you know, a great funny way to kind of show the messaging behind how love really works. It's unexpected, you know, it's beautiful, it's uncanny, but, you know, if two people are meant to be, it just it just kind of works. Right. Right, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, when I introduced you earlier on, there was um, somewhat of a piece of your bio that I left out because I, I really wanted to kind of dive into one of your your new ventures that you're working with now, which is Real You. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Yes. So, um, you know, as I mentioned before, you know, I definitely have the jack of all trades title right now. And, you know, from (laughs) going to, you know, travel and matchmaking and, you know, consulting and advice giving, I've always had a love for, you know, working in marketing. I went to Pace University and graduated um, with a double bachelor's in uh, communications and, you know, marketing. So, um, of course, like I've worked in PR, I've worked in event planning, and, you know, I've worked in new business. And, I I think I've always, you know, been the type of person who has, you know, popped around and tried new things because, you know, I don't want to say I've gotten bored, but I've always, 
you know, wanted to learn more and wanted to see what thing came the most naturally to me. And then I found marketing, which I felt like was basically the the category of a jack of all trades in terms of a profession, because there's so many types of marketing, social media marketing, email marketing, influencer marketing partnerships, you know, like there's so many uh, like uh, verticals. So I loved marketing because I said, okay, this is a job I can do something that, you know, each day, you know, can change each day could be something new. And that's exciting to me. Um, so I came across a company that, um, that just launched not too long ago, about two weeks ago. Um, and they're an app, which basically allow you to, um, selectively share with the people in your life and the people in your social circles. And the reason why I thought this particular company was so interesting was because, you know, of their mission statement. You know, we're currently in a society where, you know, we are, you know, always on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And if we're not on that, then we kind of either feel like we don't know what's going on in our close family and friends' lives. And we don't know, you know, they don't know what's going on in ours. So I I feel like when I heard that there was an app that basically allows you to still share these moments, but on a more selectively and smaller scale in a more intimate way, I said, wow, like this is really nice. So that's basically what the app does. Um, You know, we are available now uh, in the app store um, you just have to search for real you. But, you know, I, I love the mission statement behind it. I think that right now, the way that our society is going, we are definitely kind of moving towards a different type of technology with it, which is like authenticity. Um, and that's kind of the category that real you is in. It's authentic, which is basically the ability to be your real self and not have to worry about how many people are seeing your things and who's seeing it and who's not seeing it. And, you know, does this caption fit perfectly? And do I look great? It's just about making sure you're enjoying and living your life and you're sharing it with the people you love. Um, and you can share it with whoever you want, whenever you want. And that's kind of, you know, real you in a, in a little and a little nugget. And I, I love the company. Um, you know, I work for a great boss who I feel like it definitely has um, a great vision of where we're about to go in society. And I'm excited to see it blow up. Wow. Wow. Well, that definitely sounds like a company that I would love to um, have some photo discussion with because what you've described is, is, is definitely where cut to the chase family brand and our vision is really heading is, you know, getting away from all of, as people have utilized fake news or the things that I would consider that are not really sincere, you know, that are being posted out there and getting back to the pure understanding and dialect of us being able to be who we really are and accept that and kind of move forward. So I thank you for sharing that with us because, uh, Obviously, for me, I, I I had never heard of Real You, and you know, I knew it had an app component to it, and you know, I was looking for some more insight on that, and certainly uh, appreciate appreciate you sharing that. So, Anika, you know, a jack of all trade has to have so many multifaceted things that are going on. So, I said to myself when we were thinking about putting this program together, which I said we've got to have some fun at the very end of this. And so what we're going to do is there are some benefits and there are some pitfalls 
And what we're going to do is we're going to basically ask you a series of questions and we'll give you just a couple seconds to respond based on what we're asking you because that's why we call it rapid fire. And so what we're going to do is we'll start out with basically, let's start with the pitfalls. So some of the pitfalls, as I mentioned in my opening uh, monologue, basically talked about being the jack of all trades isn't perfect, of course, but there are a few downsides. And so my first question to you is, should you or should you not be considered a specialist because you are a jack of all trades? You should. Do I have time to go into it or is this yes? Sure, sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, ahead. I think that you should. Um, I think that a jack of all trades, at least in my case, is someone who has tested out a lot of things, but then chose to figure out or chose to dive into a certain thing, into certain things um, and be a specialist in those particular um, verticals. So I think that, yes, um, in my own way, um, I, I, do, I do think that being a, a jack of all trades and having um, my, my particular interests basically be amplified and, you know, of course, decide to, to move further into that career path. Um, you know, yes, I, I do think that I am a specialist, um, but I have a lot of special qualities. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So the next pitfall question kind of uh, embodies, as being a jack of all trades, it is easy to become distracted or succumbed to burnout. And do you find that that is indeed the case when you're a jack of all trades and you've got 10% of your mind thinking this way, 25% thinking that way, 2% thinking that way? And, you know, what's your answer to that question? Um, I would actually say yes to that. Um, I think that it is very easy to have burnout. And I think it's because, you know, more so the fact that you want to be involved in a lot of things. You know, you always want your mind stimulated. You know, you always want to try something new. And, you know, no one should fault you for that. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that the only way you will eventually be able to give um, 100% of yourself to something or 75 to 100% of yourself to something is if you know that you're securing your decision. And how can you try that if you don't try everything? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for that. So now we're going to jump over to the benefits. And one of the things that, you know, as, as being a jack of all trade, people typically say, well, you don't really fit into this box, but you don't fit into that box. And so my first question to you would be, by being a jack of all trades, do you conceive or perceivably think that it is easier to be adaptable or not? I think it's definitely easier be, to be adaptable. I mean, I think that that is basically, you know, the the biggest benefit and the biggest skill set of being someone who I guess would be categorized as a jack of all trades is the fact that not only do you have a whole bunch of knowledge about a whole bunch of different things, but you also know how to um, navigate yourself in a new situation at the drop of a hat. So yes, I do think that's a benefit. And I do think that is, you know, something I would say that any person who would identify themselves as a jack of all trade has. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree there. Totally agree with you. 
So this next question is kind of uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of you know make you laugh here, and it, it basically goes like this: It says it might sound a little silly, but when you know how to approach new skills properly, no mountain is too high. So the question is: Is do you learn how to learn? Yes or no? Yes, I do say that. I, I think that because realistically, the energy and the time it takes to learn a new skill or to learn, you know, something new in general in your life, um, we all go about it, you know, a certain way or a different way. And if you have st- stuck with the same thing for, you know, decades, um, then I feel as though you only have one way of doing things because realistically, you've only had to learn something new you know, a very few amount of times. But then I think over time about being a jack of all trades, you start to realize that, you know, you can do things more efficiently. You can learn a lot more in a a shorter amount of time. Um, You can maybe approach a situation in in a more interesting and eclectic and unique way because you have a background in something that is similar or not similar. So definitely a benefit and, you know, definitely something I see as a, as something that I do personally. I think I've definitely become a better learner over the years just by trying new things all the time. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So when you think of a good leader, do you think of a good leader as being a jack of all trades? And do they fit well into the leadership role? Um, I think that you can be a jack of all trades or I can, or I think you can be someone who decides to stick with the same thing for a very long time. I think it's less about what you decide to do and how you go about communicating with the people you work with and the community that you are you know, currently creating projects with. Um, I think it's more of a personality trait. Um, and then also just, you know, maybe skills that you can learn and polish with time. But I think that it's less that has to do with what your interests are and more about how you approach your interest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the last question based on benefits, really kind of, you know, it's, it's like putting things into a melting pot and, and adding a little bit of pinch of salt and a pinch of pepper and a pinch of this. And so it kind of goes like you hit a wall in your current personal life or your job, you can jump ship and swim the shore to a variety of islands. And so do you see as being a jack of all trades that variety is the spice of life for being a jack of all trades? 100%. I definitely <laughs> agree with this statement. Um, yes, I, I think personally, doing the same thing um, can be cool, but I think that life is about taking chances and trying new things and exploring new ways to live and new ways to do things. And um, you can only do that if you have variety in your life, whether it's a variety of people a variety of cultures, a variety of backgrounds, um, a variety of interests. You know, how do you know what you like if you have nothing to compare it to? So, um, yes, I definitely think that, you know, 
it is the spice of life having options and being able to pick and choose what I need that universal positive energy from when I need it. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And so as we're getting ready to wrap up um, here, Anika, you know, if if individuals wanted to reach out to you based on your lifestyle brand and your platform, ask Anika, how would they go about doing that? Yes. So they can go to my website, which is www.ask, like asking a question, Anika.com, or they can follow me on Instagram um, at Nika, N-I-K-A, Rashawn, R-A-S-H-A-U-N, or they can even shoot me an email, which is Anika at AskAnika.com. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And so would you like to leave, you know, some tidbits of information, you know, some takeaways or tips that, you know, if someone is considering, hey, I kind of feel like I'm a jack of all trades, but I really don't feel like I've mastered anything at this point. You know, what would be some of the things that you would say to a listener or to someone that has a multitude of skills and they feel this burning desire to kind of, you know, put their toe in the water in all of them and really be able to move forward? What are some of the things that ultimately have have really drove you to accomplish and feel and 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 find that fulfillment in life that you nourish uh, throughout your growth. I love this because I was thinking of the perfect analogy to use, and I definitely have found it. So I would say it's like um, a draft pick. So I say that in in the way of try everything once, you know, maybe even twice if you have the time, and then once you've done that, pick all the things you've liked out of you know the first round. And then try all those things again, Um, maybe add something new in. And then over time, you'll realize the things that give you more joy. You'll realize the things that you go back to. And the thing is, is that over time, your experience is not void. You're still getting experience. You're still looking at, you're still building upon your experience. But at least this way, you're even that much sure whatever you want to do or the type of avenue you want to go in terms of your career or whatever your interest may be. So, you know, a, tra- a jack of all trades doesn't have to be someone who is all over the place um, or just has so many interests, but no specialty skills. It just means someone who has been able to have the opportunity to try everything out um, and quickly discover what they feel is important to them. And, you know, they may still like a whole bunch of things, but at least They've tried everything so they can be more uh, satisfied and more sure of what they want to do. So I would definitely say try doing the tra- the draft pick apro- approach, which is basically, again, you know, try everything once and then see the things you come back around to because your, your, you know, your past will still be your past and that will only make you that much more dynamic. But at least the things you go back to, you can just build on um you know, you can just build on that and you can build on, you know, your experience. So either way, you're gaining experience and you will be successful as your experience grows. Thank you. Thank you very much for sharing that with us. And as we're getting to um, our final remarks here and close out, I put together a little something for you there, pal, that I'm going to read. And it starts out like this. 
it says, in general, we're taught throughout our lives to pick something and specialize in it. Think of it as classic. What do you do or what do you want to be when you grow up? The question can only be answered by looking at the specialized certainties as a multitude of undeniable benefits, as it's not a necessity, the only way to find success in life. Not everyone believes that you have to choose or that you have to be a jack of all trades. However, myself included, being a jack of all trades can make your life easier by mastering the skills that you love. And so, Miss Anika, I did write that for you. (laughs) But everyone, thank you very much. We appreciate all your support. As I've always said, uh, you know, let's maintain compassion and empathy towards one another. Focus on our unity and togetherness to make this world a better place. Miss Anika, thank you for being a featured guest and talking with us about being a jack of all trades. We have been certainly delighted to have you on the program. And to our listeners, thank you again. This is your host, Gregory Proctor, episode 101, entitled Jack of All Trades. Have a nice day, everyone. Take care and bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to Cut to the Chase. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Cut to the Chase. You'll also find even more great content on our website at www.k2tcpodcast.com. Thank you and catch you on the next episode.